Hopefully the connection doesn't get broken up. I did one with Louie the other week and it dropped out like five times. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I was listening to the first bits while I was making breakfast today, actually. Oh, were you? Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. You guys were talking about West Weird, though, and I'm not caught up. So I was like, oh, shit. That's fair. Yeah, we definitely, we were, we, I think at the beginning we talked about trying to make it be. That's where I stopped. I was like, they were like, <laughs> you guys said, oh, no, we, we should worry about spoilers. And I was like, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know if I did put a, a comment when I uploaded saying spoilers I probably should have I, I knew I sh- I wanted to but I probably I've probably not a ton of people have listened at this point yet anyway so hopefully I didn't I haven't even you. seen the second season so <laughs> do it I know it's, it's so good the first and I am in love with Evan Rachel Wood yes she's incredible she just keeps oh god she's amazing in the second season I was really curious with her here we, we're just gonna do Westworld <laughs> I was really curious with her like that character because it seemed kind of I knew there was it was gonna get deeper but she just seemed so one-dimensional and like supposed to be that way in Westworld that I didn't know where it was gonna go it was kind of hard to get into her character at first all the characters really in the game or in the world world, but it could definitely have gone one or two ways Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like it could have like her character development could have been like too much for her AI brain to handle and she could have just Or, but I, I love her, like, as a individual, too. She always wears suits to, to red carpet events. Oh, nice. She's married to Marilyn Manson. Or Marilyn, <laughs> not Marilyn Manson. Wait, the rock star is Marilyn Manson, right? Yeah, the, like, the crazy hair, wears makeup yeah. all the time. Really? Yeah. She's married to him? She was. She's not anymore. Oh, okay. She was married okay. to him when she was, like, younger. What an interesting couple. I would never imagine. I think she has a kid with him. Huh. How long has she been in? I thought this is the first thing I think I've seen her in. Has she she been around for a bit? Yeah, she was not. She was more of an indie darling for a while. Oh, she was on True Blood, I guess. Okay, I haven't seen Um, her. She was on like a bunch of. She's thirty-two. She's. Uh yeah, for some reason, a picture of Kobe pops up when she pops up. Kobe Bryant. Uh-huh. I don't know. Probably some conspiracy oh, I think that... I, I think it was after he dies, she said something about him being a rapist. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That kind of thing. But anyway, that's Evan Rachel Wood, and I would die for her. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do watch the show, because her character gets, like, probably, or I would, uh, maybe my favorite. Her or, I don't know. I don't oh, know what's who. the other lady's name? the one who's the madam what's her name the madam oh wait the she was she was like the head of the brothel in the first oh yeah yeah yeah. uh geez i um uh mave duh i can't believe it took me that long yes yeah yeah she her character's really dope too It's cool because it's only, I feel like the last episode that we ju- that just watched is the one that came out after we did the podcast. It's the first one that's actually making yeah. things make sense now. Like, ah, I, I, so like I everything's finally. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not everything. Oh, no. There's still some questions, but I have fewer questions now than I did like throughout the rest of the series. So, so it's starting to I got come you, together I got a little you. bit. Let me turn off my Wi-Fi. That might be why it's lagging a bit. Get too many people on. My Wi-Fi it is usually weird in here anyway. That's fair. <laughs> so what other things have you watched during this quarantine? We're catching up on Better Call Saul, which is uh, okay. I need to watch that. It's so good. I think for a lot of people mm-hmm. who it took a minute to get into Breaking Bad because it's just like very, it's kind of slow at first and dramatic and yeah. constantly. Better Call Saul yeah. has a lot more quirkiness and it's already kind okay. of you're familiar with. It's very different than Breaking Bad, but you're kind of familiar with the yeah. Breaking Bad style and. It brings a lot of uh, fr- fresh stuff to the table that I like. It hooks you pretty a lot quicker, I think. But hell yeah, hell yeah! And I love Bob Odenkirk. He's, he's fantastic. Oh yeah, he's great. But other than that, I haven't been a uh, Tiger King. I watched that. That, that was obviously I watched that. Um, watched that one. But I think other than that, Breaking or uh, uh, Better Call Saul. Oh yes. Have you watched Dave? Yes, I have watched. Uh, I started watching that right before the quarantine started. Actually, my cousin yeah. showed it to me. It's like the so good. It, it's yeah, it is really. Good. It's really funny. It's like it reminds me a lot of Atlanta. I mean, I guess it's on the same network, and it's kind of supposed. It's clearly, I think, inspired by it. But it's it's shows have a lot like you know, like I feel like they're they're all the same general vibe a lot of the time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's pro- I feel like this maybe Dave's just a little more absurd and like goofy, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- I thought it was a really interesting like conversation on like it, the whole show is just about toxic masculinity, but mm-hmm. it's in the most like constant a constant barrage of dick jokes, and I was like. You know, normally I wouldn't find that funny because yeah. I, I don't generally find a lot. But that just gives the show. Like, okay. It's not inher- dick jokes aren't inherently toxic. It's it just ma- it just depends on the the worldview of the person it's coming from. <laughs> yeah. it, it depends on if, if it goes beyond the dick. Like if what you're making fun of goes beyond simply a penis. Mm. <laughs> if you're just like talking about like how the the physical appearance of your dick like in a room full of people like just for no reason then it's like a little unsettling i think but if yeah. it's deep insecurity is also inside of the joke then everyone finds it funny exactly but you can't get you can't escape the the humor of how ridiculous oh, yeah. but it's probably that goes for pretty much any part of the human body if you really think about it too long it's it's fucking weird (laughs) so so you and i should make a television show on how i don't oh damn it you cut out just literally that was so anticlimactic i missed what did you say i it cut out right when you said on when you and i don't god damn it (laughs) oh okay so i said we should you and i should make a show about um how i'm uncomfortable with my elbows (laughs) Oh. What I said, but it was a joke. I'm not actually uncomfortable. Right, that was my next question. Elbows. <laughs> yeah, no, not not generally uncomfortable about my elbows, but you know it's okay. That's good. But, I'm okay, glad so you have you said, elbow confidence. You should. There's, there's some great elbows. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've stared at them a lot for a 
anyway, for editing purposes, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that specific. I couldn't take my eyes off your elbows. There's the performance of your elbows in that movie were just unmatched. Oscar worthy. <laughs> They're oh very sharp. Yeah. Very sharp performance by the elbows. Uh, Fallen Angel? No, we're more interested in that redhead's elbows. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. But but what I want to talk about. Yes. Do you want to introduce the topic? I think I vaguely hinted at it. Oh. Yes, so Tiger King. <laughs> Tiger King. I'm so curious to hear what information you what other information you've gathered cuz that wasn't included. Watch yeah, I I saw a little bit. So he, I watched a little bit on Doc Antle actually, because he I think was the most interesting character to me, and the least like they glossed over so much problematic stuff mm-hmm. with that that man. Um, but I get I watched like a little bit of a video about like how he was actually recognize zoo and all this stuff and i i don't know i feel like there's a whole more like a whole other thing that we should address about doc Antle like enslaving women to take care of his tigers and ligers you know yeah that's the first thing i said when it was all said and done and they like mentioned at the end that they're gonna that they're gonna continue investigations and there's so much more that i can't remember the one dude on the fucking uh I have all of the characters. Nice, nice, hell yeah. Um, what was um, he? He's riding on the um. Uh, the the sea do the like jet ski, yeah, the jet ski thingy, yeah. yeah lemur boy. Oh god. <laughs> oh god, yeah. And Jeff Lowe was talking shit about him at the talk back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> it's fucking chaos. It's it's it, it's weird because it was it's such a, I think well made documentary, but it's it's turning into like reality television at this point. It's kind of making me sick. Yeah. It felt like, cause I watched it when it first came out. I, and the guy's name is James Gerritsen, I guess. Okay. See, yeah. Jet ski man who looks a little bit like if Lord Farquaad got blown up. <laughs> I heard, I heard comparisons to Chucky too. He's a Chucky oh, doll. Oh Yeah absolutely chucky vibes he's like if chucky like became middle-aged and was like sick of being scary like no, no one thought he was scary anymore and he was just like oh, guess i'll get into the big cat trade <laughs> yeah. but yeah i i don't know i i feel like I watched it when it first came out like on the one of the first few days that it was out because me and my like number one, like how Netflix now has the top 10 that everyone's watching. Yeah. 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 Uh, we were looking at that and Tiger King was like new, like it just come out and it, and we, so we watched it before everyone was talking about it. And at first it was just like, Oh wow. Like this is crazy. Like how, how, how strange that all this happened. But then you started hearing more. certain things like they completely misgendered uh Saf I think 
is what he goes by the one uh-huh. who lost his arm yeah the whole time yeah. and he said he didn't mind it which is you know but like if you're going to be a documentarian a document blah blah blah, blah documentarian you'd think that that would be something like the gender of perhaps the person that you're spending a significant amount of time with. For sure. I do wonder, because I, I think at first glance, she or he does give a, a femme, like, look. So I could see that, uh, well, like a, a, a masculine look for a, a woman. So I could understand if, she, if they came across that way at first, and maybe the topic just didn't come up. But yeah. I, I wondered maybe if that's why he didn't care because I would have thought that he'd be offended if he did if he did tell them and they just didn't care. He may not have been out yet. I feel like yeah. I don't know. He also could have been just like secured himself and like be like, I've lost my arm. People mm-hmm. calling me by the wrong pronoun isn't really my top my top <laughs> gripe about what's going on. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, that's that definitely happens. I think in the uh, queer community that some people have uh, more lenient perspectives on it, I guess. For and sure. it makes me wonder, I guess, like I, the, just cause I didn't have the full context of the situation, like what, what might've happened for that to, for the misgendering to have occurred. But yeah, uh, it was nice that know. at least in the interview, Joel McHale, although I, I have to say, I didn't really care for him being the interviewer. I just feel like it's such a serious subject. Do we need a fucking e-news guy coming on here, like joking and gossiping? It was, it was bad. It, like, it felt like, I don't know. One thing that I want to talk about is the teeth. Oh my God. Like the meth mouth that everyone was. John, yes, John, John, right? Yeah, yeah. John's new teeth are beautiful and yeah, I'm so are. glad for him and he seems to be doing so much better for him. Yes. Yeah, he seems oh, like God. uh he got out of the the mind control. <laughs> oh god, yes. And I feel like that's what not enough people are talking about is like kind of like flashy figure groomed men and abused them to the point that one of them killed himself yeah which well, it wasn't necessarily yeah. on purpose that he did that yeah what they said which, yeah which i did not get i thought he definitely did on purpose they made that seemed that way from the show that one guy did not clarify or maybe they just didn't use footage i guess of that guy clarifying like how yeah. it happened but i yeah. guess i it does make sense based on the situation because it sounds like he was just being careless with a gun and joking around and like which he well, should absolutely. never do ever I, I uh, obviously but he yeah I, I I I thought it was like a a play like he was just like trying to freak him out before he actually killed himself in front of this guy because he was tormented but either way whether he did kill himself because of yeah. it or yada yada like he was still like I mean, he literally just got the gun from Joe Exotic. So I think maybe, I mean, there is some self-responsibility for everybody involved that you have to, you have to. Not have guns around and then like watch, maybe see if someone's a little mentally ill and be like, well, maybe we should uh, take the firearms away. Yeah. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, that would have been, that would have prevented (laughs) that from happening for sure. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's weird that they, there, there does seem to be some like, 
I'm I, it's I'm so it's so weird with documentaries because and and any filmmaker I guess because it's easy to hide behind the project but there wasn't anything that jumped out right to me at first that made it seem like the documentarians were like had some flawed perspective or took advantage of something or left something out that should have been kept in or whatever but that seemed a little mm -hmm if true that they did have footage of him with like fixed teeth and like were pressuring him to take his shirt off to kind of play into this white trash mentality. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah. that does seem a little insincere and embellishing. Didn't even, they didn't mention there was a rant that Joe exotic went on about how he couldn't say the N word. Like oh, really? I, that I've seen. That, yeah. Oh, he, went on, they, he was mad that he couldn't. Yeah, he like talks about he's like, why are all these rappers saying it if I can't say blah, blah, oh blah, blah, and that wasn't even mentioned. Yeah, well, I, I do feel like I thought the same thing. I was like, well, why aren't they, if there was racist shit? Why are they excluding it? But I wonder if that was like an isolated incident that doesn't really serve the story. Not that they're trying to defend that maybe he's not a racist, but if he wasn't just spewing well, racist I, shit I mean, throughout, it doesn't. It didn't seem like he, I guess to me that. It, if it didn't have something to do with the Tigers or him being this. But I don't know. I guess it does because it wasn't all just about the Tigers anyway. It was about them being these rich egomaniacs. Yeah. yeah. And they, like, were they were fine mentioning him, like, talking about Carol Baskin needing to die. Like, I think that maybe they were just, like, this man's more shocking and good for television than his hatred of someone else you know yeah. what i mean like they were very selective on the way that they framed him yeah it felt almost sympathetic to joe exotic a lot of like at least for the first couple of ed episodes yeah i think yeah to me it seemed like at least that he comes off as crazy and then they were maybe trying to paint the picture that everybody involved is some crazy and some are just as crazy if not crazier than him type deal like because it did, that did seem to be a part of the of these other people that were part of the story. Their mentality was that it's all Joe Exotic. Oh, Joe Exotic's the only one that's like uh, doing messed up things in this situation, which clearly isn't true. But uh, yeah. doesn't mean you have to sympathize with him. But I don't know. I didn't really get the vibe that the the movie or the show was doing that. At least through the rest of it, it seemed like it was clearly like critical oh. of it, at least leaving it open enough that it wasn't trying to persuade the viewers that these people are good people. It seemed to tell, excuse me, seemed to tell the story of the, the fuckery. Hmm? Are I you there? Sorry. Oh, you're good. It's cutting out a little bit still. Yeah. Um, I feel like they still did tell the entire story of all of the, the maybe not the entire story, but the, for the duration of what they were covering, they seemed to, cover that everybody was fucked up and yeah who not make you was the most fucked up would you say who was what? your hero and who was your main villain in the whole documentary who are you uh -huh. like that guy's I, okay I, I it's hard to say because i agree with you and that's what something i was going to say earlier is that you could make a the first thing i thought when it ended was that you can make a spinoff with like any of these people and which and and follow them and go deeper into the story to find out because people like uh, Doc, what was his last name? Doc, what? Damn, it's cutting out again. 
Dr. Bhagavan, whatever the heck, Antle. Yeah. Oh my God. He called himself Bhagavan. I'm pretty sure that derives from Hinduism as well, like Bhagavad Gita. Yeah. It's like enlightened one. Yeah. That makes sense. Because I think that's what Bhagavad Gita. Uh huh. Which is just so insulting on culture and level. That they are God. Yeah. Yeah, that shit was crazy. You definitely I feel like he was probably the most fucked up, but he like you said, because he was glazed over um that it which I wonder why that happened. What like it maybe he just wasn't open to being he, because that's my brother my brother made a, a, a comment on that that he was probably the scariest because he was probably the smartest out of everyone in there. Even yeah. if he was which usually the smarter you are if you're a crazy person or have evil intentions being smart is only going to help you be more evil. And he seems to be the only one that doesn't really didn't want to get too deep into anything, but would give you enough to like promote his business and who he was and look like a, like everything he was doing was just normal. And I mean, I I think for a lot of people watching it, they probably, um, these things seemed inherently wrong, like polyamorous being polyamorous and, and things of his lifestyle of, um, just i guess the pretty much just that really that i can think of or having multiple having multiple wives is always uh kind of a sketchy thing just because it's it's been such a patriarchal thing like a system used for patriarchal tendencies for so long but there's not anything wrong with inherently with being poly but clearly which people i think are turned off immediately they immediately want to make fun of him and like be hateful yeah, and it's like that's not the really the problem here. The targeted. Yeah, the bigger issue is he's enslaving women. <laughs> yeah, and brainwashing he's having them. These women get boob jobs that they are okay with getting because they worked so hard that he's recovering from yeah. a boob job. So uh, yeah, that's which makes it hard to say. I guess maybe enslaving isn't the the best word, but it is pretty much that he's brainwashing them. They wouldn't want a boob job and do all this free labor if if he weren't convincing him then that everything he was saying was true. It's very culty. I think there's definitely some wild, wild country shit going on on his, uh, his end of oh, things. Oh gosh, yes. Oh God, yes. It's but like, I don't know. To me, they're all pretty equal. Besides him, for potential-wise, at least who was covered, I feel like everyone was pretty equally fucked up. Even PETA. Like, it's... Uh, I, that oh, was he is... I feel... You cut out a little bit there, but I figure you just said Peta was fucked up too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I. It was just which added to the humor. It just made it even more ridiculous. It's hard not to laugh at because it's like just so out there. And then Peta comes in with their suits and are like, "We're the heroes. We're the normies that can, that actually are that care about the situation." And maybe that individual woman did who was on there, but I think you got to be. Knowing the shit that PETA does, like, in, if you're still working for PETA, you can't, you can't say you're an animal lover to the point yeah. where you think you're helping. But that was my problem with, and this is something I want to ask you too, is because I'm still kind of, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I mean, clearly the way these people were treating big cats and, um, is wrong. And the, the whole, they were clearly trying to just get rich off it and, compete with each other and do unethical things to the point where they're threatening each other's lives and maybe killing their husbands and shit. Um, <laughs> but 
I still, I mean, I'm not an expert on zoology or the jungle and ecosystems and shit like that. And it makes me, the first episode, I remember Joe Exotic was trying to spin it as though he were taking care of these already, these tigers that were already born into and being uh, captured and and put in cages and that he was going to take care of them. And I mean, I definitely think I'm at a point where I'm like, we should definitely stop breeding and clearly and not allow, like not continue this practice, try and slowly end it. But um, it made me wonder too, like my first instinct is release them back to the wild. What are we doing? But I know Saf in that interview and I've heard, I've read since watching it too, that apparently that can't work, that they'll just die if they go out in the wild, they won't be able to handle it. They've not adjusted. Um, And it is also just, tragic that we have double the amount of big cats in being uh, caged up here in America than we than there are in the wild itself for but sure I'm still trying to find the line of like what what is the best thing to do because I get there seems to be two or three maybe normal normal-ish or people that are, have decent intentions like Saf and um, the guy who I can't remember his name but he got hurt in the zip lining accident and lost his leg yeah 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 yeah, and then the other dude knew, with the I think it was John hair. too. Okay. John and then John, then whatever. But yeah, the people who work for him, I I don't know. I feel like anyone who thinks, who loves animals so much and is complex. And I feel like there's no way anyone in their right mind. Sorry to interrupt think, you. Can you co- can you go back a little bit? You cut out for a second. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that I feel like anyone who can say that they their purpose in life is to take care of these big thousand pound animals, and that they are capable of doing that, and that they are the best person to do that has a bit of a god complex because really the people working at the zoos didn't seem inherently evil because they were just working at the zoos they were not the people who were getting the tigers creating the enclosures feeling like if they were not there all these animals would die or Mm -hmm. something or other so i really think it takes a really specific type of person to kind of think you know what i'm gonna do I'm going to devote my life to taking care of these things that can death us. I am the best one for that. But also, I am capable of that. Yeah. For no reason is besides my own hubris. Right. I am capable of that, which is just ridiculous. And so I feel like that's why a lot of the, like, Doc Antle, Jeff Lowe, Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin, all probably sucked the most, right? Mm-hmm. But when you see the people who are like, yes, I volunteer here because I want to feel like I'm doing something nice. They seemed fine, you know? They seemed like fine people who were just... Uh-huh. You're, you're able to... Because I feel like it's a, it's a perfect storm of having someone who thinks that they are powerful enough to create these spaces to take care of these animals. And then you get people who are just wanting to help these animals, you know, who don't think like, oh God, I couldn't do all that. That's not, but if I can feed the animals. And so they're preying on people who are kind hearted and want to help animals who actually care about animals. 
and also feeding into themselves as being like, I am the god of the tigers and lions, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I definitely think that's like there's there seems to be a hierarchy to how fucked up you can be. Um, yeah, it. I, I do. Yeah. So I definitely think yeah, that's, it's interesting too. And I didn't think of that as much of that. These that's, they seem normal, more normal to people that work there because they, I think they do really care about animals and they are kind hearted and being preyed on for that in a similar mm-hmm. way that they're just, vul- they're, they're the guys were vulnerable and young and looking. And often they were people that had just got out of prison or something like that. And were looking for work and they would, they would take advantage of, they were taking advantage of vulnerable people in a lot of different ways. Um, yeah, for sure. I do feel like there gets to a point though, where it's so hopeless and clearly hopeless, but at that point there, I mean, apparently you can form, especially when you are involved with them that long, you do form like a very serious connection and bond with the tigers in a way they say that you can't, that you don't with other pets, which I don't know about that. I mean, people are pretty into their dogs and cats and yeah, um, but I can I, understand, like, this thing could kill me, but it decides not to. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it makes it a little more intense and, like, gets you a little more wide-eyed. But I don't – yeah, it's kind of – I don't know if you can really compare relationships of that you, of being lo- loving animals or whatever. But beyond that, I feel like – I do think that if they are going – if you are going to be someone who works – with these fucked up companies because you think you actually will be the one doing day-to-day work and be able to help them. Mm-hmm. People like Saf and um, the rest of them and John are, and those guys. Uh, I think that's, that makes, that definitely makes sense. But I feel like you also have to be doing something beyond that. If you're going to say you care, you know, like, I don't think you can't, it's where it's the same kind of mentality. I get upset with people who are like really, like heavy left-leaning political or right but usually i mean i tend to agree with people more that are left either left-leaning or um on the left that they one second you said i heard or right and then you went they went so yeah yeah definitely want to clarify that then that would be a (laughs) don't want to leave that open-ended um (laughs) yeah i was like Joey? I, <laughs> yeah, I think that people I mean I what I was saying is that I, I I do I mean I get very upset with people who get too extreme on either end but mm-hmm. I tend to agree with people that are either on the left further left or left leaning at this point in history um yeah. and I think that uh that's but that's something that does kind of get me aggravated or people on the left who want to you know, like the, the, the people that are considered to, or, they're, or even self-proclaiming social justice warriors and trying to, or that, but don't really take a lot of action. And I think that's, that does get old is like, they want to bitch and complain about everything in national politics, which I agree is like something worth being critical of, but to act like you're superior and above even talking to people that you disagree with to that extent. And you're not even going in like participating in local ele- elections or trying to make any influence politically on your, your own community. I think it's like, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like talking a big talk, but not, not doing, not really doing anything beneficial. You think you're just t- saying that you have this opinion sure. is beneficial and not to like yeah. rip on those people that worked for Joe exotic too much. Like I do, like I said, I think there's a clear difference and they have kinder hearts, but I would encourage those people that to to find other ways to at least try and bring an end to this because cl- clearly they're he- they're helping the tigers that are captured now, but they're not really doing anything to to ensure that this is going to stop in the future eventually. 
And I think we all have a role to play in that, but they are definitely like people that could be leaders in, in that regard. And just working for the, I mean, that sounds bad. Like these tigers do matter too. And we shouldn't just like totally leave them neglected, but there's a bigger issue at play that tigers are just going to keep being in that situation. If, if we don't make some sacrifices and. uh, Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, especially I used to watch and I don't know about big cat Derek, but I used to watch a, a YouTuber by the name of Big Cat Derek. <laughs> when I say growing up, I mean within the last four years. Um, <laughs> those very formative years between 18 and, and 20. Uh-huh. Um, I guess it would have been 17 and 21. But um, he, I, I always thought it was really cool. And he claimed to do exactly what Carol Baskin does. Just take care of the animals. They have these big enclosures. He walks around the enclosures. He says good morning to them. And I used to enjoy him saying good morning to all the animals, blah, 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 blah. But then I'm like, wait a minute. So like, what is the line between the zoos, like like Columbus Zoo, Cincinnati Zoo, like those zoos, what is making it any or anything like that? Like, is, are, are we doing any good to exotic animals by keeping them for show Yeah. at all? Yeah, it's a good, that's, it makes you start to, I think, I think that is one thing that I really do appreciate. And I disagree with people saying you shouldn't watch this show and shouldn't like be interested or care about it. I mean, it, I think it matters how you respond to it, but it is an opportunity to take a step back and, and look at ourselves and be more critical and, and see if we're really not even just with people owning big cats, but in, yeah, like in a larger sense of what you're saying, it makes you question your trips to the zoo and what's going on yeah. there. I mean, Should I give money to the Columbus zoo is right. That's I, good. Like they say it's good for conservation, but it's a, yeah. I mean, that's again, I think it's hard for me to make a judgment call on that just because it's, I don't know a whole lot about the system of zoos. Mm-hmm. I would imagine there's some, I would imagine it is at least different than what's going on here that they are taking care of them. There seems to be like a very organized system that's clean and healthy and taking care of them to the best of the ability that you can inside of a cage, but should they be in cages in the first place is what really makes you beg the question. But, um, but yeah, I guess for especially if it's a thing of conservation, especially because that's what I was thinking too, is like, is it totally wrong to just have a big cat or can there be circumstances where maybe one or two and protecting them, taking care of them is better than them being in the jungle? Cause I mean, we, it, it's such a far away place. And we th- like, when we think of jungles and like, we just like send the animals back to Africa where they belong, but it's like, okay, maybe a lot of African culture cultures and communities aren't developing at the same rate as a lot of the Western world is, but, or in a lot of it has to do with them not wanting to get to that size and that level of uh, industry. But if they do, it's like, how do we hold that against them? We are kind of at a point where, especially in America, there's nowhere you can just re-release animals that are like exotic animals. And they're often, I mean, they're so often not even got from here. But we've developed so much as human beings and erected all of these buildings and these systems and roads. And uh, we, we it's like, what have we gone so far that it's like we can't even protect? I mean, it sounds horrible, but it's is that something we have to 
we we have to let go of eventually as like a species that we can't really do anything for these animals anymore because we've just evolved so much that we we've created a world for ourselves that we're all very comfortable with. We have destroyed with. the world. Yeah, yeah, it's you know definitely are it's we're I, we're we're definitely dismantling it in a lot of ways and some people have I mean there's funny perspectives too of like I mean Tom Segura in his stand up I think he's talked about before of like there's only some animals I give a fuck about and like all the other ones can go to hell or whatever. It makes a joke. And like, it's again, that sounds cruel too. He's not just wanting to kill animals, but he's oh, like, no. he doesn't pretend to care so much that he's like not a part of a system that's playing into that. Cause if you do, if you don't do those things, it's like you, the life we know would, ha- we'd have to go back to living in the, in the, in the wild. And, and, I don't think anybody's going to volunteer to do that. We want our houses. We want our heating and air conditioning and we want our pets <laughs> that can sustain that lifestyle as well. And then, but, and then we're just like to the hell with the rest of them. If they're not doing anything for the, our, our the ecosystem, then, then fuck them, which is sad. But I feel like maybe zoos could Honestly, be yeah. not knowing enough about it. It makes me optimistic, hoping that maybe that is the only way we can. But that's a lot different than just mm-hmm. having your own privatized fucking p- private property where you're raising a making a zoo and you don't have any regulation or anybody overseeing it. There is not a zoologist on staff. You yeah. have no. Oh, no. I never even thought about that. They call them no zoos, vet. but they're not even zoologists. <laughs> yeah, there's no vet nearby. Like, no one can right. come. Like, Apparently, Joe Exotic has an EMT outfit that he can quickly change into oh if he God. needs to go. Which is insane. So crazy. That's something that I, I don't think enough people, like, are, like, did he, like, I, I've been baffled by this for so long. Did he, like, go to hear that Seth had gotten his arm bitten off? Go, oh, shit. I know what time it is. I got to spring into action. Take off his clothes to reveal an EMT outfit that he just has on. Always. Just ready in case he needs to take off his shirt. Or, or does he have one in every building? So he can just grab one, go like, oh shit, someone's arm got bitten off. Or did he decide to dress like that that morning? And it's just unlucky that that was the day that he got his arm bitten off. Who knows? I have no idea. I I just don't. I truly don't understand how that. I don't know. That that scene just was very confusing for me for some reason. Yeah, it does. Well, that's it, it is bizarre because there's, there's scenes where uh, was the tiger just hungry? What was it like? Like the there's scenes where Joe Exotic's riding shotgun with this with the fucking tiger, but then somebody just they sticks their they tranquilize them. That oh my god! So they would be like the one. Remember the guy on the talkback was like the one tiger was blind, and then the other one was on tranquilizer. Yeah. So that's why he could just hang out with them. Right. So they aren't actually truly harmless. It's not about a bond. Yeah, it's it's about okay. I'm gonna pet this tiger, and even in the there was a scene where what's his name, um, where. Two Hat Man, 
um, was like in there with his girlfriend, like petting this tiger. And then all of a sudden he goes, go get out of there. And they're spraying it with water. I'm like, oh, so like, so is that what it is? <laughs> like, it's like, oh, I can pet this creature yeah. like, it's for, so for a little while until it decides to like, till I smell good. And then it yeah. like, what are you, ah. Yeah, it doesn't, it didn't add up. I was like, I thought I was learning something. I was like, wow, these these animals aren't beasts. They actually can be like <laughs> tamed somehow. I was like, I didn't know that was even possible. But yeah, clearly they're doing some malicious practices that make that possible. And that's what makes it weird. Like, I don't know. Like, I can't even believe they have that much business, that there's that many people that can rationalize well, going. I would feel really sick to my stomach to go and pet them. I mean, I guess that makes me a hypocrite for maybe going to the zoo to some degree, but it's it is a lot. That's different. Where you're just going and petting them and they're being kept by these potentially crazy people and you don't know what the fuck they're doing to them to get them to be able to be cuddling up next to you like they're just too it's too sketchy for me to 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 feel confident that I'm not doing anything wrong by going and supporting it with my money yeah I just uh I don't know it makes me like because Jeff Lowe talked about how he went to like Vegas with them and they like recruited girls and stuff with these baby tigers in suitcases Mm -hmm. and that and that seems like for at least I would think that as a tiger I would hate you if I like remember that you like put me in a suitcase and you took me to like a strip club or something and I'm just (laughs) vibing and like there's all these lights and all of a sudden like I also hope that Jeff Lowe knows that none of the women that he talked to actually wanted to talk to him, but he probably was the easiest person to manipulate in the yeah. places that he went to. Because people like that have a God complex anyway, but I don't know. It makes th- me feel really weird. Go ahead. About like, because would you, Joey, if, if you were somewhere like public and someone said, oh, I have a tiger. Would you get excited and like pet it and take a picture with it? Because I feel no, I like, wouldn't, and that's I, why I was so that's why I was so surprised that there was like these babes that were just like totally seduced by it. And obviously, like you're saying, there probably there's some manipulation going on there too. To, those women are, are being paid. There yeah. is no other way. I'm sure there's nothing. They were is, being paid. Yeah, and that's the thing is, his wife could say she's not being paid, and she's like, no, I just really love Jeff Lowe. And I'm not trying to be ageist. Like, I think there are plenty of situations where older men or older women date and marry younger men or younger women. But clearly, like, you look at these two people's personalities and the situation. He's got a lot of money. He is not a remotely attractive dude in any way, even beyond his looks. And that it's just so comical that they think that people actually believe it. They're so confident. They're like we're like this power couple that has all this money and these fucking tigers and people love us. And they want to, it's like, do you, how do you not see the fucking facade of that right there? It's so fucking ridiculous. It's so funny too. Absolutely. There's there's nothing more humorous than there's nothing more humorous than just total egotist, totally egotistical people that you can, everybody seeing through. There it's, and it's funny because it's just, I bet you, I bet you, I bet you, according to a friend of mine, that if this man was going into strip clubs or talking to sugar babies, there is no way they actually liked him. 
There is no way. They let him talk about himself for an hour so they could get that VIP money, honey. They they were not they were not that into him. Yeah. He was like, yeah, we should get a room. And they're like, oh my God, yeah. Like, let's totally get a room. And they're just sitting up there like, when's this man gonna shut up so I can just secure the bag and go back and like never see? Yeah. Oh my god. It's so it's so bad. Yeah, it's nuts. Carol Baskin cured the bag. Do you think that she killed her husband? I mean, I'm pretty. I, I I'm like ninety percent confident she did. I I I mean, I think there's room for because I think I, I think she's bullshitting. You know, that's the thing is all these defenses. Every defense she came up with in another regard was bullshit. That it seems like perfectly. It seems too plausible of a solution, and she seemed too crazy. Like. I don't know. I don't like to sensationalize things so much to where I'm like, I have all the facts and I know this is true unless it's like proven, you oh. know, but, but I think it's pretty yeah. likely and there's it, that, that she did. Oh yeah. I, I don't know. Cause it's interesting. Cause part of me is just like, of course, like part of me, it's a battle because I'm like, on one hand, I think, oh, maybe it's just misogyny of, of a bunch of guys thinking like, oh, she only loved him for his money. And then the com- the situation wasn't that complicated because it sounded like the husband was kind of abusive. Her previous what? husband? Yeah, her previous husband was abusive. And like, also, didn't she mention something about how he was kind like in her diary? She was like, I w- hope that my daughter is never in such a sadistic, like, fake relationship or something like that mm. yeah I, th- I know that there was some turmoil going on in the relationship i didn't know about any i from what i remembered i didn't i wouldn't i wouldn't disbelieve it that there was some sort of abuse going on on either end but um it's i, I remember that her saying that, that he wanted that, that seemed well that's what makes it seem even more likely is he wanted a we wanted a divorce and he was going to be able to take all of the things she cared about like she would have got maybe the house or something, but he was going to get the big, re- the, the, the cat, all the cats. Cats and everything. Um, yeah. So that, it just seems too, too perfect that of a, of a scenario. And that he just like, why would he just randomly disappear? Like if he did want to get away from her, like someone would have found him yeah. by now. Cause he's not supposed to be dead. That's the thing is it's not like he just died in like maybe some like weird circumstance and maybe she killed him. It's like, he's supposed to be alive and he is like, he's been missing forever. And now is fucking predict. He is like pronounced dead because he's been missing so long. And you'd think someone in that scenario. He's dead now. Yeah. And especially because he would have had his. He was old then. He might be right. dead. And why would he just run? Why would he leave all that money? He was going to get most of it. Like, why would he have just left that if he did want to run away? He would have just divorced her. So I think it's. Or or he would have closed the accounts. Like, I think if I was going to disappear, I would have gone, hmm, maybe I shouldn't give my wife access to all the money and assets that I've ever had. So when I disappear, I'm at least a little more comfortable financially. Yeah. Maybe. I'll just maybe I'll close the bank accounts. <laughs> like, how did she have access? Like, if he's gonna maybe, disappear. Maybe he became a Buddhist monk and rejected all all desires for uh, yes. monetary gain. He's like, you know what? I don't need yes, all this, this money. I just need to I just need to chill and be one with this, life. I don't need money. This man smoked his first joint and reached Nirvana. <laughs> that would definitely 
if clearly none of well if maybe i mean clearly some of them did do drugs but i don't think carol or her her husband did because anyone i think anyone married to carol baskin if they smoked a joint they no. would definitely get the fuck out of there i don't know i feel like because because there were those photos from their wedding where he was chained up on a leash maybe they do a lot of hardcore drugs together and have some That's nasty kids. <laughs> I guess yeah. D- smoking weed does not does not equal enlightenment to to get out of your crazy relationships all the time. There's plenty of crazy people that smoke weed. Oh, for sure. But I feel like it. Well, yeah, whenever I do, it just makes me get- <laughs> feel free. I Louie and I smoked so much on the last one. I've, I've given up. I'm I'm no I'm no longer trying to to hold back. <laughs> <laughs> this is. This- this is a freaking 20 something podcast and we are in quarantine and exactly. you know what any way that self-care is possible these days praise it totally <laughs> that'll be my first sponsorship will be some weed dispensary that is the only kind of advertisement i will accept <laughs> i i hope i really i really hope i want like you just have gummies like a gummies ad <laughs> <laughs> That would be great, but yeah, it's they yeah any any smoking and even not smoking. But I feel like there's a correlation since I started smoking in my life to where I put up with significantly less bullshit. I just don't. I yeah. just I'm too chilled out. I'm, I'm vibing too hard to want to deal with anything like that. <laughs> but clearly, it doesn't. It's not like that for everybody. Well, no, Travis was vibing way too hard yes. to the point that <laughs> he's like, give me my weed. Yeah, he, he needed to vibe. Like the vibe, securing the vibe was his, uh, the only thing keeping him going. Speaking of which, my, and, okay, so I watch everything with subtitles. Do you watch things with subtitles? Sometimes. If I get to, if I, if I know it's something that I'm not going to be able to like understand clearly or I'm like five minutes into the show or movie and I'm like, I've missed a few lines, then I'll turn them on. I prefer not to, though. That's fair. Well, but I, t- I totally was- get the appeal, and it def- they definitely help. Oh, for sure. There was <laughs> my favorite. The reason I, I say that is because do you remember Josh, the guy who was his campaign manager? Mm-hmm. There was a point where he was smoking his dab pen. Mm. And. <laughs> And the, my favorite, the thing that I think that that episode should have been called because it was what the um, subtitle was, was he takes a hit of his stab pen and it goes coughs, shudders. And then he's like, Joe Exotic was the worst time of my life. <laughs> coughs, shudders. <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah, that's, that's the vibe. That's the vibe, Josh. That's hilarious. I understand. I hope Some, he's okay. I didn't. They didn't mention him being gay at all on the show, but they yeah. talked about it on the talk back. Yeah, it's it's funny. I I'm I mean I'm obviously a big uh, advocate for sticking up for people in uh, the community, obviously, but I do. I don't think that it's always appropriate to just shove it into any story. But clearly, if they wanted to talk about it, then it and it was relevant. Then I'm glad they included it in the interview. That would have been a weird time to cut it out if he was just like, just kind of came out and said he was gay in the middle of the conversation. I'm, and yeah, they're like, okay, going somewhere else. But that's all we have from John. Today. Carol 
asking how are you doing <laughs> yeah they only want to promote people being gay if they're crazy people that's one thing i was worried about this show too is like there's plenty of people watching it that are that know people that are in the queer community that they aren't going to they're gonna know, they're gonna realize that joe exotic is an outlier but i do worry about the people that are watching it that may already have prejudice and they it's just reinforcing a stereotype so i Absolutely. really hope that I, I, it's unfortunate and it's not really the documentarian's fault i guess it's just that just means we need more content and we well not even that we i mean there does need to be greater representation I in the industry but people we need to convince people that are ignorant to watch this shit too because there's plenty of like queer content out there that's very i mean that's beautiful and in in um, insightful for reasons beyond even like the queer experience. It's it, like to the point where it's like just life experience. Yeah. But so many people that are yeah. ignorant don't even want to look at anything like that because they think they know what it's about already. For it's sure. Really and stupid. I think that that kind of like, I didn't even think about this before. Like I hadn't even considered that. Um, but I feel like perhaps them misgendering staff for the whole time kind of made it so the only person who was going exotic, you know what I mean? Or openly queer, or openly part of the LGBTQ yeah. community was Joe Exotic, I, if I'm correct. Like they didn't really mention or talk about anyone else being because Joe Exotic's husbands ended up not actually being gay. They were just being groomed, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but staff is queer and they're the only other queer person who's in the show and they were he was misgendered the whole time yeah yeah that doesn't make that does make it even more unfortunate i hadn't thought about that that it was they were they were already depicting other it was definitely a missed opportunity even if um even if uh they uh there it might have not been malicious to just not include it i do wonder Mm -hmm. that's i I would love to do an interview i wish they would have done an interview with the filmmakers because that's like I mean, I'm, I can, there's plenty of controversial documentaries where I'm pretty defensive of the filmmakers, but it's always because the filmmakers come out and I mean, not even explain themselves, but they discuss the making of the film. And like, maybe if they do get criticized, I mean, you can't respond to every like jab that people throw at you and you don't, and if it's just, if yeah. it's vindictive, then obviously you don't want to spend your time talking to that person anyway. But I think there's genuine questions that could be asked about the making of this that, that, might give us a better idea of like what their what their end goal was and what they were trying to and where maybe things got left out it's such a complex story that i think it's worth getting into if you're not going to include that in the the show but it could be something as simple as saf just not even telling them that uh he was trans during the con especially if he's not upset because i would i mean even if you are even if you are more lenient about people misgendering you like if you you would think that they would if they would he would have a problem that they didn't gender him correctly over and over and over again because he, he spent years them. with them he spent yeah yeah that's they even, were there yeah for- yeah for a long time you're cutting out a bit I see where you're going though and I guess they did have. Dylan, who was the guy that Joe Exotic married right after Travis's death, but I don't know more about. Who knows if he's even gay? (laughs) He seems he seemed to enjoy Joe. He cried when he talked to him in jail. So I mean, like Dylan, Dylan, he seems like a fine young man. He don't know anything. 
He's running his Instagram now. Joe Exotic's Instagram is Dylan. I didn't know that. I just I saw that looked- last night. Oh my god! See, this is where I'm getting this. That's where that's where it gets to a line to where I'm like, this is like, this is fucking stupid. Like, yeah. why? Why? If you're following, and I saw people. I don't mean to be rude, and you know, like it's nothing personal, but it is like I. I do think it is something we need to reflect on. If you're going and filling your page now with more Joe Exotic, like, why? Why are you following him? Especially when it's a personal account, because that's like. That's going to be him swaying, trying to sway your opinion. And you don't, the documentary gives enough to, to show what the hell is going on with Joe Exotic that you, that you don't need to, we don't need to make any more of a celebrity out of this asshole than he already is. And following him definitely gives him more power. I'm losing you again. TikTok and stuff. Like, there's that TikTok trend where it's like, Carol Baskin killed her husband, just whacked him. Yeah. Yeah, that whole thing. I, it's interesting because there really wasn't any Joe Exotic who was proven to have committed a crime. And sexist. Proven to committed a crime after that. I didn't cut out again. Oh. He's pretty much proven to have committed a crime and also have been. God damn it. It did it again. <laughs> God damn. You said racist, is racist, sexist. God. Racist, <laughs> sexist. All there we them. go. Those ones. Yes. Those two. <laughs> and also what else is, and just grooming people and manipulating them with drugs. Like, yeah. like he is more, more ridiculed. Then, like, honestly, like, he's being made fun of, but I don't feel like anyone's, like, critiquing him with any level of significance. Yeah, definitely not in the same way. Like, the biggest trend is people saying, fuck Carol Baskin, she killed her husband. And it's like, that's not the point of the story here. I mean, that's like a, that's just a small facet. And it is like, I think it's a problem of people getting, either choosing sides or, like, getting obsessive over one aspect of, because they're they love true crime shit, you know. Like maybe they're just they're getting a little they're sensationalizing some stuff. But I mean, I totally I'm 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 on the same boat. I think she killed her husband, but there's way more too. And like I'm not I think there's you have to you have to think about how you're expressing yourself when you talk about these things. If you really like if you really say that you care, and it's not just one big joke. And I don't think it is one big joke. There's a lot of funny shit in it, but it's not like. There's, it's worth talking about and figuring out what's going For on. Sure. But I've been seeing, I think I saw someone, and I don't even know who it is. And wait, I wonder if they'll listen to this and be like, oh shit, that was me. But uh-huh. I know somebody hung up a banner from like their house. You know how people do that during like parties that like, I know UD yeah, doesn't like, yeah, like banners on, up like, that the say front, shit. Exactly. Windows. Exactly. Yeah. On, their, on their front porch. Um, they had one that said, uh, honk if you think Carol killed her husband. And like, in essence, that's like, at first, that's like, yeah, it's no big deal. It's kind of funny, whatever. But, but like, um, like, how long did you think Joe Exotic led his, uh, his husband to commit suicide? Like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, I think there's, there's, pl- there's just, it, you have to think about what you're, what the thing, the jersey you're putting on, you know, like that's, and if you're going to, I, I it's one thing to talk about it and say it, but do you really care so much? And like, are you so committed to that one part of it that you hang a bit? Like, what? 
think of all the things you could hang a banner on your front porch to do that would be way more helpful and productive than that. And I mean, it's kind of a crazy thing to do in the first place. delivery drivers during coronavirus. Yeah, exactly. Like you could do something uplifting or something like if you're going to get, I just, it's more of an issue of like how people are spending their time. And I'm not trying to like be a fucking dictator over how people spend their time, but I personally, I'm pretty critical on myself of how I do. And I try to do things that don't, that aren't like an objective waste of time to everybody else. I'm trying to do some things that either benefit me in a deeper sense and make me a better person or mm-hmm. help somebody else. And that is doing neither of those things to go, Hey, let's just mindlessly honk and spend three yeah. hours drawing on a banner for whether you think she killed her husband or not. It's like, we all think she killed her husband. Like do something else. <laughs> Uh, well, I think it's also like a greater conversation to like how people are trying so hard to distract themselves over like how absolutely insane everything that's going around us is. Like, I feel like everyone's trying to be like, yeah, I mean, we just stay at home all the time. It's the same thing I always do. Yep. It's like, n- no, it's it's really not. I personally have felt like I'm floating on a cloud for most of the days because all the days run together mm-hmm. and I'm in a second story apartment. So I'm not yep. grounded. And it's always just like, ah. but yeah. like, I understand, like I walk, For me, and I'm sure it is for everyone. Been saying like I feel like there are other ways that people can spend their time, but I also understand like sometimes you just need to mindlessly like distract yourself by yeah. having. Oh wow, another person looked. Oh wow, another <laughs> yeah. And then there's me and the, who's your neighbor who's like, why the fuck are people honking? Yeah. Stop yeah. honking. <laughs> what the hell's going on? Yeah. I can't leave I my house. That. Yeah, that's inconsiderate on a whole nother level. I didn't think about that. But yeah. no, I'm glad you I'm glad you added to that nuance because I'm not void of that either. You know, I think you can swing too far the other way where you're just working all the time. And that was probably more of where I was before this. I mean, it was all work I was really happy and proud of doing and, and enjoying, but I was starting to feel like maybe I overcommitted myself in the last several months of my college of college. I wasn't even going to be able to like take in just because I was constantly working on stuff. Um, but I, again, I, the biggest thing was like just being exhausted though, that I need to take care of myself and get sleep sure. and not lose my mind. But um, so it's been nice to slow down from that and you can swing too far the other way. But mm-hmm. I think that, so I do, I do have plenty of mindless things that I do, but I'm, I'm very careful to like, get out of those loops if I'm just like it's very easy to do mindless things like be on TikTok or make these banners and just or just tweet all the time or just oh, yeah. just it's, it, a lot of it's technology and a lot of it's just like sitting around being bored and like feeling like shit about it and I don't think I think everybody feels that at some points it's a natural thing to feel but I don't think it's as natural to just stay there you got it you have to push back on it or it's going to consume you and you're like you said, we're sure. floating on a cloud right now. Everybody's feeling like that. The days are blending together, and then you have to make a choice of how you're going to handle that. Because if you don't do something, mm-hmm. it's going to consume you. And I feel like that's something I did. That's why I've honestly kind of—I mean, again—I've been fortunate not to have it. The COVID affect my family or my my friends and people that I love personally. And karma could be a bitch and get me for even saying that, but. I am at a point where I'm enjoying the quarantine. It's like I'm well, I feel adjusted, and I I, st- I, I probably am spending more time on the internet now than I than I was before. But it's also because mm-hmm. I have more free time, and I'm also chilling out. I've got more time to relax and chill out. But I'm being very yeah. cautious about how much I'm doing it. If I get to a point, the first sign of where I've been on it for 
like a long period of time and like I'm like, ooh, I've been on this for a while. Most times people and myself included in the past would just would just keep scrolling. But now mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, what else can I do? I love to read. I love listening to music. I love I, 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 can, I can go practice something or just anything. Yeah. Just can do Paint something else. Something. Yeah. Yeah. But. I just I I'm like I feel like I'm kind of having the opposite experience with this whole <laughs> quarantine thing. <laughs> Yeah, this is fine. It's all good. <laughs> Everything's great, man. It's all good. I can just sit it all. Yeah. And then I'm sitting here and I'm like, wow, my knees hurt. Why do my knees hurt? Because like, <laughs> I've been sitting for 16 hours today. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Well, well, I should put my phone down. And I put my phone down. And I'm like, student debt, medical bills work yeah. and I'm like well nope gotta pick my phone back up yep yep that's like that's kind of where I Tiger am King I, has been so sorry sorry cutting out again I heard Tiger King come back up yeah I was just sorry, I didn't hear you that time you're good I, I think we both cut out I heard you start to say Tiger mm-hmm. King yeah that's why I think it's such an interesting phenomenon of Tiger King because it's really just everyone is using it is a distraction and mm-hmm. every like I don't think there's ever been a time period where everyone's been using like pretty much the same couple of things but we're all so disconnected from each other it's like we're all sitting in our living rooms together and tweeting about and talking about this thing this like yeah. worldwide phenomenon that is this ridiculous piece of I don't want to say garbage but like you know what I mean it's like fluffy gets your mind off something for a little while like like yeah. it's like garbage in that sense yeah. and everyone's just talking about it because like the other garbage that's on fire is scary <laughs> yeah the, the literal garbage the yeah. literal garbage the literal flaming dumpster that sits behind that is gar- coronavirus and how uh-huh. it's being taken care of and like everything that's real and like currently happening is just so overwhelming Which, and it's so interesting that we're so alone when right now we're all doing the same thing like we are no one's experience at least on like a day-to-day level and like just base like we're sitting on our couch for the most part uh-huh. everyone hopefully is doing that right now yeah <laughs> yeah well, yeah it's it is weird it's like everyone's kind of having a more collective experience than ever before and more of the same and i think that's why i mean it's weird because i think this would have been a huge documentary either way um, but it was like perfectly timed to where I think it, it really fed the fed the beast to have all of us at For this sure. point. And I think there's, I mean, I th- it did help me, I will say in some sense, and like not just that, but Westworld and having the time to just have the world slow down and yeah, like, just take some time to myself. Um, it was relaxing and it helped to kind of diminish some of my panic and freaking out of like what the virus is doing to the world. But um, I think you have to strike a balance and it's probably, for, I, I worry that for a lot of people, it's not, um, that there's, there isn't a balance there and that it is just keeping them on their couches. And I think like now is the more, I mean, America already has a big mental health and physical health issue. I think that this is a perfect opportunity to really like get in a swing because it's going to, both of those things are going to get worse and worse if you just are constantly sitting on your couch and, I mean, I'm still, I literally all it takes is 20 to 20 minutes to an hour a day to do something, whether it's meditating or 
um, or just reading something. I mean, so many people Using just talk don't even space, read. Even like a lot of people. Have you heard of Talkspace? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, okay. Well, now I'm doing an ad for Talkspace for nice. Talkspace which, <laughs> on your podcast. So Talkspace, <laughs> the only time I ever hear about it even is on podcasts, but it's it's like an online therapy thing. So you can text a therapist. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Oh, that's so yeah. great. So you can and stuff. It's, it's, you, you pay for it. Like it's like mm-hmm. money, but I'm pretty sure the dollop has a code. If you listen, if anyone who's listening to this, or if you listen to the dollop, they have a code. I think it's just code dollop. And you can use that and get like some amount of time free, but there's licensed therapists that you can talk to. And then like, I've been trying to invest in like different like ways of mental health that maybe like, cause I, I personally with my mental health stuff. We'll do nothing and I will walk. Are you frozen? Joey oh no there you are okay are you there you go over that again I heard you start to go into your own mental health experience oh yeah so so for at least for me like with my own mental health if I'm left to my own devices sometimes I'll just sit and wallow Mm -hmm. and like not be able to do anything and just kind of like I feel like for me this whole coronavirus experience has kind of been like I don't know how to like there's so many paint but then, then I'm like, but I could also do my Portuguese and I, I could also download Talkspace and I could also, and it's been really hard. So I don't know. I feel like, I feel like something that nobody's really talking about is how we should like start maybe trying to connect with each other on a more like from distantly, like connect with your friends in a more like intimate way. Like instead mm-hmm. of just spending time with each other to fill space, like maybe like FaceTiming and acting on your friend. Or something like that. And I was thinking, like, did you pop a temperature today? Oh, good. I'm glad you didn't. Me neither. I'm not dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, it's it's inspired more of that. And I think hope I think for, uh, people will be more aware, at least for the first few months, of how they're interacting with their friends and like trying to make not taking it for granted as much after if if things get somewhat normal again. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I think this that, that's definitely things like that, I think, are going to are going to help. And they've helped me, too, because I was really worried. I was finally on like a really good run of feeling like I was taking care of myself in mm-hmm. like a physical and mental health uh, sense. Um, and I was worried this was just going to like completely undo it. And mm-hmm. honestly, if anything, at this point, it, 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 I, I was worried at first, but that I think that fear of God really in, in the progress that I had made before. And I've had points where I've made progress and fallen off. And this could be another one of them. It could be like a chapter. There may be a chapter one day to where I just like start doing worse again. But um, I'm sure there'll be more struggle. But hopefully I can keep this uh, mm-hmm. the momentum going. And I feel like this has been an opportunity for me to do that. So um, I think things like you're saying, whether it's like, especially talking to people, that's why I'm really happy that I got the podcast going yeah. and, and that I can continue it. I was yeah. really bummed at that, that I thought that was going to fall apart because it was becoming that avenue for me to connect in a deeper way with people that I only get to spend so much time with anyway. And, mm-hmm. uh, get, I get to do that with more people to where it's not like just another Saturday night and we're all just going out for a drink. We're actually like sitting down and trying to have a conversation where we can learn something from each other. So even though the connection is shitty and whatnot, I think at least it's, it's way more cathartic and healthy for me to do this than 
to help with my mental health experiences than it is to just like keep scrolling through Facebook all day, Same. you know, or because Twitter. It just feels Instagram. like, I don't know. I feel like escapism is really important in times like this, but it's also going to have to be like a balance. Like, I think mm-hmm. like if you want to like for anyone, like if they want to go smoke that bowl, smoke that bowl, do it. I know you might want not want to any other time, but you know what? It's what you need right now. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And if they're like, oh gosh, darn, well, I just want to eat ramen noodles. All right. Ramen noodles are cheap and they don't go bad. Mm-hmm. Do it. Feed yourself. Do whatever it you need to like, I don't know, just kind of feel like a person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To not to, to where you, cause you can become too much of a machine. I think it balance is a key word in that there. And I think really mm-hmm. most things in life can be whether they're good or bad for you, but I mean, even good thing. Well, I think some things that are bad for you objectively, you should probably, I mean, clearly there's several things, but you just like shouldn't do and cut it out. But there's things that, especially things that have good and bad qualities. I think balance is the most important thing. Like you said, weed, weed's like the perfect example, ramen noodles, even like, I think everything can, you can exercise too much too, though. Like things that are good for you, like that can, you can be too, you can be, too obsessed for the wrong reasons with either way. So if you can strike a balance of, of moderation and it's going to look different for Mm -hmm. everybody um, that I think that's where you really start to get to a, 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 like a peak performance type place of, of taking care of yourself and feeling good. So um, yeah, that's what I've definitely been been doing too. I've been exercising just as much, if not more, but I've also been eating more. I've been eating more shitty foods too. (laughs) Like, <laughs> I have I mean, not been exercising at all because it's just a <laughs> tiny part, and there are no places that I can do anything. Yeah. But I have been going out and trying to, like, I feel like I don't know. For me, I'm just trying to practice radical non judgmental self care, meaning, mm. like, whatever I need, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, that's and a, I'm gonna have to listen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You can, you can. I think we tend to. Judgment's a weird word for me because I feel like that's like it's such. It's been used for such destruction for like towards ourselves of just being judgmental oh, towards sure. yourself or judgmental towards others. That it's we forget that we're constantly judging things in a hopefully in good ways too. So I think it, what you said is uh, that was a positive judgment is that you're doing things for you that you need. And sometimes you need a fucking cheeseburger or some ramen yeah. and to watch a movie and not really do much that day. But obviously yeah. you need to do some sort of exercise and eating some healthier things at some points too. So I think if you can, if you, if you listen, if it really is like being not like being non negatively judgmental of yourself, even if you do something that isn't like quote unquote good for you. Good. Mm-hmm. That if you're really living a life to do what you need to do all the mm-hmm. time rather than what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what you need to do is what you want to do. But yeah, I think that that need should definitely like supersede the, the, the wants and the desires. So that's, I've, I've found that sure. that's, that's what's helped me, helped me a lot too. And, Same. um, which isn't, it doesn't give you all the answers, even knowing that it's something you have to keep thinking about, but, but at least I think that's like- it. Constantly checking in. Like I feel like I've had aware of myself at all times. It's like, wow, I've been sitting here for a long time. Then I'll be like, I want to sit here longer. 
I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not ready to move yet. But mm-hmm. then other times it'll be like, wow, I've been sitting here for a long I should get up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's time. Thing. And then in, to feel better, I have to do something. But like for at least like now, it's it's very much like constantly like check in. Yeah. Like always listening to to my in, which is so hard on during non quarantine life because there's so much happening around all the time. Yeah, it's hard to have. Yeah, that's that is an advantage is we have more more time to to check in. It's it's hard, so hard to. It's almost it's weird because I feel like this is like a. It's almost impossible not to do that anymore because it's like being being alone with your thoughts, you know, being st- you find a moment maybe every once in a blue moon where you're going about your daily life and you're forced to just be alone and you're like, oh, shit, a lot of people get uncomfortable by that. But I think this is an opportunity to to like uh, to rethink how that feels and like really go into it and, and, and figure out how, how you can do that in a, in a good sense. Cause the reality is you're going to have, you're going to have many points in life where mm-hmm. they do pop up and you are just alone and you are alone with your thoughts. And I think it's got, you have to be able to, you want to be prepared for those moments and to, to, um, to be able to handle them and to, to get mm-hmm. through it and enjoy it and not like lose confidence in yourself. So uh, this is definitely a good opportunity to, opportunity to do that. The world is like slowing down. It's for really shitty reasons, obviously. But mm-hmm. um, a lot of what I've been listening to, content I've been absorbing, has been has a, not in an inconsiderate way, but it puts out like a positive spin on this. And it try, they try to like look at okay, what yeah. are the advantages? Yes, there's tons of cons, and this is very scary. It's probably going to sure. get worse, but. You but can't. we already already think about that all day long. Exactly. Like, we don't yeah. need to qualify that because that's probably what everyone's thinking when they wake up every morning. Yeah, exactly. Life wasn't normal before this, you know. It was just we were mm-hmm. adjusted to it, and now we're adjusting to a new normal, and mm-hmm. it's going to keep adjusting and changing. But that's like a fundamental thing you have to have to take into mind is um, being able to 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 accept the the craziness of, of it all and that yeah. shitty things are going to happen and continue to happen. And <laughs> some, it can always get freakier, but it all can also, oh. also, it can also get more exciting and happier too. You know, like I think they, sure. you, you can, it, 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 perspective is a powerful thing. And absolutely. Absolutely. Think, and go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, yours is probably going to be more relevant. I was about to pivot. <laughs> no, no pivot. I, I was just agreeing with you. Okay. I was going to say what I, I wonder if to, to bring it back to Tiger King in some sense, when I see people like that, like, I wonder if they've ever had a conversation this like self-aware and I'm not trying to say that in like, I'm a very self-aware person, but you we're both communicating right now that we value trying to be more self-aware to make ourselves better each day. And I just like, there's so many people. It makes you, it makes me feel bad for people. Like, everyone involved, I mean, not everyone, there were again, more kind hearted and probably more self-aware people that were involved and they Mm -hmm. seem to be the better people, but makes you start to pity and feel sorry for people like Joe Exotic in a weird way. I mean, I don't feel sorry for like the justice that's being served and should be served to like all of them and not to dismiss anything that they've done. It was cruel and fucked up, but just like weird, like they have to be so tortured and alone inside. 
there there's I yeah absolutely because to have that level of narcissism and like self-importance you're either a just narcissistic by nature and you have a personality disorder and <laughs> maybe they are checking in with themselves and they're just really going to the same conclusions and then there is no hope for them but yeah. at the same time like I feel like being okay with stuff like that requires such a strong level of attachment or detachment. I mean, from like how you're feeling every day, you know what I mean? Like you can't be like, Oh yeah. Like this morning was a nice morning. I felt the sun on my back. It's got to constantly be like, excuse me. I am Carol Baskin and I am the Lord of the tigers or I am Jeff Lowe and I am the Lord of the tigers or I am Doc Antle and I am the Lord of the tigers. Like you can't think about anything else. Like yeah. what else are you able to, like yeah. can can you like sit there and like have a moment of of just being like I wonder if it's refreshing to almost like be able to be like wow I fucked up like I wonder if Joe Exotic is taking a moment and it's like almost good that he's like uh, to his own illusion of himself like I certainly hope so I don't like to give up on people, even like the craziest of them all. And I like to hope there's like, even if he's on his deathbed, if it takes that long, hopefully there's a moment where they like, they can accept that they, they fucked up and wish they could have done better, you know, it's show some remorse, but I, I, it's so rare that people, especially, I mean, they say you get more ingrained in your ways, the older you get, if, especially when you're someone who doesn't think they're ever can be wrong, they can ever be wrong that, it may, it, mm-hmm. I, I doubt it does often happen, but I hope so. Hopefully, he is. I, apparently, a lot. Most people seem to think that it's only boosting his ego even more. I mean, he's making he's making Instagrams happen, but it's. Yeah. I just don't get how he thinks that's some sort of. I guess he's making the best of it now. He's like, "Well, I'm in prison, and like maybe this is all I can have. If I can't have all the money, at least I can get people to clout. think about me, and talk yeah. about me, yeah, the clout, yeah, whatever that's worth. Hope you enjoy your clout while you're getting." fucking shanked. shanked yeah people yeah, shanked and all, with all sorts of objects i'm sure yeah and i'm sure it's gotta be rough for him being a very flamboyant gay man in prison like you know and there's de- yeah he's definitely it's gotta be pretty interesting because he's definitely gonna be bottom bitch in there i'm sure at this point you know like he he was running shit out here but there's definitely the two or three bigger dudes in in there that are crazy and <laughs> taking him down a path of knocking him down the peg oh god <laughs> oh, yes <laughs> joe exotic i hope he, he i wonder how he's doing uh have you uh that when we we're talking about that that actually have you ever watched the jinx which is an hbo documentary his oh, trial yeah. did, did you know his trial was a cup like a you cut out again. I knew. I know the trial is going on. Did something happen? It was. It's been postponed because of coronavirus. Wait. So does that mean he stays in jail? Because he was in jail before this, right? Or prison. He stays. He's staying in jail. Yes, but he um, he could die of coronavirus before any justice is served, which I think is interesting. This is a weird mm-hmm. little segue for anyone who doesn't know on the podcast who is listening right now. The Jinx uh-huh. is a very good true crime documentary, and as to not spoil it. I will not tell you why it's a good true crime documentary. I'll only tell you that you should watch it. Yeah, uh, definitely. Well, it's just about that. You can at least, you can at least say that it was about this the, the child of a real estate mogul and his filthy sinking rich. It's basically a wealthy murder. guy who 
Yeah, it's a wealthy guy who did his wealthy business with little no repercussion through life. Anyway, uh, so yeah, his, his trials were postponed for now, which I thought wow. was interesting. And I don't know why that came to my brain while we were talking, because I was thinking about someone in jail, because I've been thinking a lot about, like, could Joe Exotic die in jail with from coronavirus while he is the main reason that we are being distracted from coronavirus? Yeah, that would be wild. That'd be so weird. They seem so interconnected now, too, that it's like it would it would make sense. <laughs> for sure. I'm trying to see if he has it. I, I could have swore that I heard that he I know Weinstein's got it. I don't know if... Yeah, Weinstein has it. He's probably over it he now. Does, he does not have it. He does not have it. Yeah. According... I wonder what yeah. prison he's staying into. Like, what state? Yeah. I Probably Florida. <laughs> I don't know where he, He's in Oklahoma, right? That's where he's from? Oklahoma. That sounds right. Well, we've been going for quite a while, and that, that seems... I, I was going to say, it's been a minute, Joe. Yeah, they're getting longer and longer. I've been really bad, especially with the Zoom meetings, because I'm so ne- socially neglected that I just ah! get carried away. <laughs> I understand. So You've been, been one of the first people I've talked to besides my boyfriend in yep. two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we don't seem like too bug-eyed and stir-crazy, like... That we can still so this this gives me hope that if the world gets back to some semblance of normal, that I'll be able to I'll be able to socially interact decently. I won't just be like, oh, yeah. hello, how how are you? Here is this person. You smell like human. Yeah, mall person now. Right, but hell yeah! Thank yeah. you so much for doing this. This is a lot of fun. I'm glad that uh, uh, we got to. I express our our Tiger King feelings. I'm glad it didn't get out of hand either. We both were able to like express some differing views and like kind of change each other's minds on some things. And I feel like yeah. most people talking about Tiger King probably get a little out of control. <laughs> a little too like tiger like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Right on. But yeah, thanks for having me, Joey. This was really fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. Anytime. We should do another one sometime soon. You can go ahead and plug yeah. yourself if you if you're looking to get any followers or or uh, looking to promote. Uh, I, I know you're 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 acting still. If you want to, if you're, I if am you're acting still. still. Uh-huh. I'm acting still, and I have an Instagram. It is my name, front and back. It is Shay S A J E underscore underscore. E-A-H-S. That is my Instagram. If you want to see what I look like and you don't know me, hi. Um, I'm not doing anything right now because currently the only thing I've been doing is drinking water <laughs> and eating food. That's good. Hey, at least and, you're drinking water. Yeah. Cheers to that. Um, cheers. Everyone who's listening, please chug your water for me. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing I'll plug. Chug your water. Yeah. <laughs> Plug. Yeah, right that's on. really all I well, I guess peace out, Joe. Yep, sounds good. Thanks again. I'll talk to you later. It started with the shift, tension with the twist, felt like starting.
only thing I'm left with is a cinema moment so I can show you what I'm seeing. But if you could take a look inside my head, you'd see Symphonic epitome, polyphonic epiphany Throwing in euphoria, supersonic jubilee It's so easy just to block it out and sleep it off But the memories we made of flames have burned me up Over and over and over again I see glimpses of a life that should have been Look what I could have been 